I'm glad to be in church tonight. Welcome to all our live stream visitors, everybody that's in here. Hey, listen, they was 12 in the upper room, and so we'll be grateful for what we have tonight. Amen. It's mighty cold out there. I appreciate y'all making your way. Ain't it good to have Sister Sam back in here tonight? It's a blessing. Good to see her and so many others. We're just so grateful to be here. Looking forward to what the Lord has for us tonight. I want to get right into the service. Come on, Brother Ron. Sing to us. Let's all stand. Let's sing to the Lord and follow your song later tonight. All right. If you want to use the red book, it's 318. I think we all know it. And Brother Chris, that ain't it. 318. Yes. You ask me why I'm happy and I'll just tell you why. Because... My sins are gone And when I meet the scoffers Who ask me where they are I say My sins are gone They're underneath the blood Of the cross of Calvary As far removed from darkness Is from dawn In the sea Amen that's good enough for me praise god my sins are gone twas at the old time altar where god came in my heart and now my sins are gone the lord took full possession the devil did depart i say my sins are gone there underneath the blood of the cross of Calvary As far removed from darkness is the dawn In the sea of God's forgetfulness That's good enough for me Praise God My sins are on the last I'm living now for Jesus I'm happy night and day my sins are gone My soul is filled with music With all my heart I say Amen My sins are gone There underneath the blood of the cross of Calvary As far removed from darkness is from dawn in the sea of God's forgetfulness, that's good enough for me. Praise God, my sins are gone. All right, you can be seated. And while you go there, Brother Chris, we'll do uh, 220. Page 220. <clears throat> <clears throat> of God is greater far than tongue or pen could ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardon from this sin. Oh, love of God, how rich. 
rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. On the last, could we with ink the oceans fill? <laughs> parchment made where every stalk on earth a quill ascribe my trade to write the love of God above would rain the ocean dry nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky oh love of God and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels do one more I'd like to slow this one down even slower because it means so much <clears throat> Rock of Ages page 83 Rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee, let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flow be of sin the double cure, safe from make me pure. You know, they don't write songs quite like this anymore. The words of this song are, go so deep and reach so far into a man's or a person's personality and, and into my, my character and everything. Rock of Ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. How many times, even this week, have some of us had to go to that rock and just let it shield you. Let the water and the, and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. It's amazing how deep these things go. Let's do the second verse. Could my tears forever flow? Could my zeal no longer know? These for sin could not atone thou must save and thou alone in my hand no price I bring simply to thy cross I cling while I draw this fleeting breath when my eyes shall close in death when I rise to worlds unknown and behold the on the throne, rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Aren't you grateful for the sweet rock of ages tonight? I think it'd be well in order for us to go to him tonight, go to the rock of ages. So we want to go ahead and get into prayer. I love Wednesday night prayer service. 
There's a long, rich history about how the church started praying on midweek service, and I love it. I love it. I love it. And I thank the Lord for it tonight. And we want to approach the throne of grace and that precious rock of ages. I will go ahead. I, I guess I'll lead off just from our family. So many issues going on. Charlotte has been sick for a few days now. Our, int our intentions were if she still had a fever today that we were going to take her into. We thought maybe she possibly had a fever yesterday, did have a fever. I was convinced we didn't check her thermometer quick enough, blah, blah, blah. But we are, we do know so far today, we're not aware of any fever at all. So thank y'all for praying. Um, she still is fully congested, fully, I won't, wouldn't say bronchial, but you can tell all that stuff's in her lungs. So y'all pray for her. Uh, tonight and continue to pray for her. I'm ready to see mama back in church with me. I don't like this. We've had it a few times since she's been born and, and it's it's not fun uh, when your family's out of church with you. And so um, that's one of the beauties of, of going to church, isn't it? Thank the Lord church, having your family with you. Uh, I thank God for families and being in church. I want to continue to remember the Meeks family and want to thank the church for being there yesterday and in the visitation, we've been praying for y'all, Brother Meeks, and, and we're here for you. And I want to thank the Lord for the church and the food that was uh, carried there. I want to thank the church for that, if I can, beyond the half of, beyond, uh, for the Meeks tonight. I want to thank the Lord. It's We love that family, and, uh, and we're going to be praying for them in the days to come. When you've been caretaking and when you've seen someone you love suffering and you've been caring for them, when, when they're gone... You know that their suffering is there, but it leaves a big gap because you've structured your entire life around caregiving for someone that you love dearly. So it's going to take some time, but we're confident that uh, I said it to Brother Tommy and my dad said it, his whole ministry. They'll no, be, they'll no more be drying off on the other side of the river till we'll be coming across. And I, there's, there's not much gap between eternity and us tonight. And I'm grateful. Just a few more days. Just a few more days. And if you're in this world, if you're in this world and you know the Lord, there's a groaning inside of you to want to be glorified. There's a groaning inside of you to get out of this place. The, the sin-filled, sin-cursed world, there's a desire in you to see the other side. And I'm grateful tonight. I'm ready to go home. I've not lived much life, but Brother Tim, I've lived enough of it. Brother Meeks, to know I'm ready to see my Savior. And I'm ready for that grand reunion day on the other side. A lot of you have got family that are shouting over there tonight, that are rejoicing. Listen, it's not us that needs to feel sorry for them that's passed on. It's, it's them that's feeling sorry for us, Brother Leo, as they look back over here on us on this side. So I'm, I'm grateful that one day and soon and very soon we'll see him and we'll see those that have gone on before. Aren't you glad for that tonight, church? Amen. Anyone else tonight? We want to continue to remember Sister Sam. And uh, I call her Sam. Some of y'all may call her Sister Margaret. But uh, she said most, most people won't call her that because it's a boy's name. I've got a wife named Charlie, so it's very easy for me. So uh, pray for Sister Sam and, and uh, uh, pray for her not only for her health, but uh, the man sitting beside her tonight that as the Lord gives her grace and strength and mercy. Amen, brother. Don't hide back there, Billy. <laughs> I don't know. It may be the other way around. We don't know, do we? So uh, pray for them tonight. We love them so, so very much. And so many requests tonight. Anyone else while we're here? Real quick, before I open it up for anyone else, Brother Rick Oldham, I just learned, has been moved to rehab. 
a couple days ago. Is that right? So I'll be reaching out to him tomorrow. But from the text message Brother Terry read, it seems like there's a good path of recovery going on. So we're looking forward to talking to him and, and catching up with him. Anyone tonight, quickly? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, remember this. And for everybody here, Brother Jack, your oldest son's first name is Jack. Jack. Okay, that's right. All right. If you didn't know that Brother Jack's eldest son, his name is Jack. So that should be easy to remember to pray for. Remember Brother Jack's son as they search for issues going on. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That wall's name, sister, what was that? Cape. Okay, all right. Rain family? R A D E N, okay. Okay. All right. Remember these tonight. Remember these. Anyone else? David Lee. David Lee. Yes. Remember this request tonight. Anyone else? Ashley Adams. Ashley Adams. Remember this. Anyone else tonight? Yes, ma'am. I was going to ask for her. Miss um, Melinda's friend. Is she still uh, in ICU? She's going to pass. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if maybe they had transferred her with all this going on. So she's still with her in ICU. Pray for Miss Melinda. It's her best friend, Elaine. Continue to remember Miss Elaine, Miss um, Melinda's friend. Yes, ma'am. Jan Osborne. Teresa Vickers. Yes, ma'am. Remember this tonight, church. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Remember these. Anyone else tonight? Yes, sir, Brother Tim. Yes, sir. We've been praying for her, Brother Tim. Going to continue. Remember this. Keisha Mosley. Have I met her sister in here? Probably not. Never met her. Okay. Keisha Mosley. Keisha Mosley. Yes, ma'am. All right. 
Jack and Melinda Gilreath. Remember this tonight. So many needs. So many needs. Anyone else? Joey Drewer. Brewer. Remember this. Folks, I tell you, it's, it's so easy um, during prayer request time that these names just, you know, just become methodical and traditional. There is not one thing greater you can do for someone else than intercessory prayer. The Lord has called us to pray on behalf of others. He sure has. And if you had a million dollars tonight to give of your excess to someone and you never prayed for them, that's not much of a gift. But intercessory prayer. I, and I'll tell you something, and we'll, we'll, we've got plenty of time here. I'm on, I've got a short few things to say tonight, and then we'll, we'll, we'll break. But let, let me share this story with y'all. I was 11 years old, and my stomach, there was so much pain going on in me. Of course, being young, you know, all I knew how to be was honest. I just, it was an incredible pain. And, uh, you know, dad and mom was obviously concerned, as any parent would be. Unbelievable pain, things, you know, happening with my digestive system that just was not normal. Um, and just, you know, obviously concerns, immediately comes on. Is it Crohn's disease? Is it, you know, uh, you know, maybe as simple as IBS? Well, it's not that, you know. Are we looking at a cancer situation? Dad rode me from Duke to Choa to, to, to every hospital that, that, that knew something about children. And we were, we were concerned um, and prayed. That carried on for six months. Took biopsies, did, did different things of tissue and my digestive system and all that. Just, just a rough time. We asked people to pray. Now, you can, if you don't believe any of this, you don't have to. This is for believers only. So you, you don't get to enjoy and participate in this. But let me, let me tell you something. We asked to pray. Our family was scheduled to sing in a revival in Robbinsville, North Carolina. So we, we left out from home, but I was in such pain. Some services I could go, some I didn't. So dad and mom dropped me off at my grandparents' house who lived in Robbinsville. And uh, they went on to the service. Of course, they were late for prayer room. Brother Terry wouldn't have liked that. But uh, they were late for prayer room and so came in a little later after the men came out of the prayer room. And Brother Gudger Jenkins wasn't a rich man. He couldn't barely read his text. He was a preacher from Robbinsville, North Carolina, a short man. Could barely read his text. But, buddy, he would preach in power. And beyond that, he would pray in power. And he came out of that he came out of that prayer room weeping. Now, he didn't know Dad was going to be there. I mean, Brother Gudger, if you told him something right now, five minutes from now, he'd, he'd forget it. But, but he came out of that prayer room and saw my dad, Brother Tim, and came over to him weeping. And he said, I want to let you know. That's what he looked at Dad and said. He said, I want to let you know your little boy is going to be okay. Now, you can say, oh, that's just by happenstance or uh, this is just by, by, you know, a roll of the dice, whatever you want to say. 
But since that night, since that night, no issues. I, 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 I took medications and, and tried to, hey, listen, you can say what you want to and enjoy whatever kind of worldview you live by, but God answers prayer according to his will. And that's how we pray is we try to pray according to his will. That's why the scripture says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's where our desire should be is whatever the will of God is. And I pray like this, Lord, be it according to your will. We ask according to your will. We ask this according in your name, in Christ's name. So we pray, and we know not what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So sometimes we don't even know how to pray. There's situations that's been mentioned tonight so far in this prayer request time that we don't even know how to pray for the situation. We don't. We don't. That's how frail we are. A lot of times you can show our pride when we think we know how to pray. We show our pride. We tell on ourselves. But we don't know how to pray as we ought. We know it's not to pray as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us which, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Tonight, intercessory prayer is still in the perfect plan of God. Let me say this as well. Just as God hath chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. That's what the scripture teaches. He's chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Just as he's done that. He, he has chosen prayer. To get his will done. On earth. So if we're not praying. We're missing out. If we're not praying. If we're not seeing much. Let's don't question why we're not seeing much. If we're not praying much. Amen. Amen. God help us to pray. God help us to pray. I take this right here. This service. As serious as any service. The church at Murrayville Baptist has. This service right here. So we got to be ready for Sunday morning. Oh yes we do. We won't be ready for Sunday morning. Without this service right here. Without prayer. Without prayer. So God help us to pray. Anyway. That was for free tonight. So I uh, won't charge you a dime for that. But I've seen what prayer can do in my life. And, uh, and I've seen God answer some prayers for me. And I'll get into those over the next 40 or 50 years. So we'll <laughs> thank the Lord if y'all can bear me that long. <laughs> Whatever the Lord wants. Amen. Uh, anyone else tonight? So many to pray for. Yes, ma'am. Man. Yeah. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Amen. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Don't tell me it doesn't work. Amen, Brother Leo. <laughs> yes, sir, buddy. Yes, sir, buddy. Amen. Amen. It's good, ain't it? Brother Marty, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen, Brother Marty. That's what I was going to ask us before we all came down. We've had some that I know that the Lord has been dealing with about salvation. I can see it as a, as a preacher. If you're, if you're somewhat conscious and follow some direction from the Lord and discretion, um, you can see the countenances that are in the congregation. And I've, I've been seeing the Lord working on several. Let's pray, church. Let's pray that God will save the lost right here in, in our midst. Let's pray that God will save them tonight. Amen. Let's pray that God will save them in every direction in, our, in every ministry that outreaches from Merville. Again, the Lord is, is telling Brother Mike, we drove over here from back around here. We was looking at a few things around the church cemetery, <clears throat> looking at the additional property over there. And uh, I told him, I, if we'll just get out of the Lord's way, he'll work. If we'll give him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, uplift Christ, let him do him. He'll work. He wants to. He wants to show himself. A lot of time men just get in the way. I want to step out of the way. So let's pray that God will move tonight. Church, that God will uh, save sinners and heal the broken. Got a lot of broken people that's been coming. Pray for them. Amen. Amen. All right. Sister Megan, play softly. Let's all come and gather around these altars. <clears throat> I tell you what I'd like, uh, Brother Tim, if you would come up here behind this pulpit. I want you to lead the body of Christ in prayer. Let's get sincere, church. And if you need to pour something out on him, you pour it out on him. Intercede on behalf of your brothers and sisters in the lost tonight. Father, tonight, Lord, it's with a grateful heart. And we can call you Heavenly Father, God, and call upon you, God, and how you hear and understand, Lord, and most of all, God, how you love us. I'm so grateful, God, that you love me. I'm so grateful, God, that I found out that you love me, Lord, and I love you, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for saving me. And Lord, we come to you, Lord, with a a whole list, God, of, of uh, needs tonight, Lord. There's needs, God, of people, Lord, that are sick, God, laying in hospitals, God. And, and God, I pray that the sweet Holy Spirit of God, the Comforter, would come by that way, God, and strengthen them, Lord, and help them. And I pray, God, for those that, God, you're wanting to heal, Lord. I pray that the Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, would come by their way, God, and touch their bodies like has been mentioned tonight, God. I pray, God, for, uh, Lord, the lost, God, the people that are without you. That, oh, God, how our heart breaks, Lord, to, to think about somebody, God, dying and going to hell without you. But, God, please, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to soften their hearts. And may the Holy Ghost of God convict them, Lord, as they come into this building Sunday, Lord. And I pray, God, that your will would be done in Merville Baptist Church as it is in heaven, God. 
I pray tonight, God, for all of the people that are gathered in this altar tonight, Lord, praying, crying unto you, Lord. I ask you to give them a special touch and give them a special blessings tonight, Lord. And, and then, God, I pray, Lord, as we go further into the service tonight, I pray for Brother Jay. I pray that you touch him, Lord, in, in the inner man, God. And I pray that you fill him with the Holy Spirit. Touch him, touch our ears, God, tonight. Because we need you, Lord. We rely upon you, God. We trust you tonight, Lord, to help us, Lord. So give us, Lord, what's needed. And we pray that Jesus would have the preeminence in this meeting. That he would be the preeminence of this meeting. God, my heart goes out to our country. God, please, Lord, save the leaders of this nation, God. That they might lead us, God, in the right way. Oh, God, deliver our country, God, in, in its awful sins, God, and, and help us to see the need to repent, God, as a nation, God. And, Lord, I pray, God, that our country, Lord, would turn around, Lord, for your glory and for your honor, God. Have your way, God. And we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask it. Amen. book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. We want to look at the precious verse here. And church, I, I hope you never tire of me talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I, look, I've, I, I want to preach the entire counsel of God, but when you see that Christ is the entire counsel of God, you just can't get over it. And everything we need is in Him. All the encouragement that we need is in Him. You know, I, I was talking to a dear preacher friend of mine. He was at, he was at my ordination. Y'all uh, saw him, maybe didn't speak to him. Dear preacher friend of mine. And we were talking and just giving each other desires of our hearts. And I was telling him there was a desire for me that Christ would be exalted in my life. And at the Murrayville Baptist Church. And that each of the attendees and members and those that are here, when they came here. Now look, we've got a. We've got a great congregational singing. That's obvious just with the small crowd that's in here, Brother Vickers. I mean, it's great singing. We've got a wonderful choir. Won't you, won't you say amen? Thank God for our choir. And uh, you have a sorry, sorry, sorry preacher. But, uh, but you've got what you've got. And, and I, my prayer is that when folks come in, they don't leave saying... My, what a preacher. Or that they don't leave saying, my, what a choir. Or my, what a musicians. Or my, what special singing. But that when they leave, they say, my, what a savior. What a savior. 
And I believe what's missing in a lot of places, and God help it not to be once named among us at Murrayville, is that we've got a lot of places that, that use Jesus as a mascot instead of the master. They use Christ as a name that's just spoken of occasionally. You know, they salt and pepper him in here and there. But Christ is not a spoke in the wheel. He's the hub. He's the center. He is everything. He is the rock on which the church is built. And matter of fact, he builds the church on the rock. And it's not the little rock Peter, it's the big rock Jesus that he builds his church up. That's where our Catholic friends get it wrong. They thought that this church was going to be built on a man. And it was built on a man. It was built on the God-man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And I, I, I desire that the Lord, uh, through his ministry here at Murrayville Baptist Church, that we would all catch a glimpse of the Lord Jesus Christ and who He is in us, who He is to God, who He is to the Spirit and the relationship. This, I mean, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in this man, in Jesus Christ. There's no encouragement outside of Him. None that lasts, so you'll feel better for a minute or two or an hour or two and, or maybe a full day you might be able to make it. But there's a triumphant life in the Lord Jesus Christ that God in heaven, by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, wants to make us known of, wants to make known to us. I'm talking about living triumphantly. Living triumphantly, praying triumphantly, walking triumphantly. It's a possibility in this life. Now, I'm not talking about sinless perfection. And I'm not talking about having it all together. And listen, very few mornings I wake up feeling saved. You understand? You know what I mean? Your brother Ron knows what I'm talking about. Very few... Mornings, uh, when I've got the flu, I don't feel like much of a Christian. I'm just telling you. And y'all can talk to my wife about what, how much of a Christian I am in the first place anyway. Again, it's the Christmas season and we've been putting up Christmas decorations. God help all of us men who have to get up in the attic or the barn or the loft or the basement or wherever it's at and pull out those nasty, dusty things and get them cleaned up and, and ready. But... There's, there's no, there's no, uh, if you'll have it, real good emotional feelings that come from that. Anyway, I have to turn on some Christmas music and try to get in the spirit, if you'll have it. And uh, I'm, I see some wives pointing. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pray for the brethren tonight. But... Uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to lead you into some kind of, some kind of fantasy. But what I, I do long for you to know tonight is that it is entirely possible to live a victorious Christian life. 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's impossible to live a life that is entirely focused and settled on one person, and that is Christ. But aside from Him, aside from Him, there's nothing but discouragement. Aside from Jesus, there's nothing but trial and a vicious cycle of just getting grace from the Lord. And that's what we need. But tonight, don't you desire in your Christian life, instead of an experience like this, up and down, up and down, up and down. Don't you desire a Christian experience of more stability? Huh? It's possible. Not in how much you do or how much you're able and how strong of a Christian you are or what you think you can do or how much you can whip it up or how much strength you have. But it's in Christ. It's in Christ. And my desire, in my heart, what God has placed in me is to do nothing but to point us to Him. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. I'll be brief. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. I just want to leave you with a thought and I want you to chew on something until Sunday. Or for the rest of your life if you want to. This will get it. This'll, this is some truth that you could chew on for the rest of your days. It's truth I'll be true, chewing on for the rest of my days. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Is it possible to live a victorious life in a world of unrest and spiritual and moral darkness. And the word of God says, yes, it is. Nowhere in the Bible is the life of victory more strikingly portrayed. Few places in scripture is it more strikingly portrayed than in verses 14 through 17 of 2 Corinthians 2. Paul says, now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. He thanked God for the provision that he made for Christians to live triumphantly. Now let me ask you a question. Are you living triumphantly? So often we are defeated and, and know little of victorious Christian living and so often, it's so easy to get sidetracked. Let me testify. This is not me preaching from up here to down there. This is me sitting in the pew and preaching to my own heart. And why is it so easy to get defeated and downcast? Because we live in a world of sin. And sin carries with it various, various things. Brother Meeks, it carries with us death. By sin, when sin entered the world, and death by sin. The reason that we experience death, the reason that you've had to say goodbye to loved ones is because man sinned in the garden. And we'll be dealing with this issue of death because of sin till the very end. We wrestle not 
against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, wickedness in high places. So often we're defeated. Don't feel like you're alone, dear Christian, in that. We still live in temporal bodies. We still live in a, in a, fle in a, in a, in a temple of clay. And the remaining corruption that is inside of us, the, the nature of sin that Christ broke the bondage to, it was not excavated or it still exists in there. And that's why we still sin and that's why we still fail. But as we study this scripture, may the Holy Ghost of God lead us into the secret of following Christ in the train of his triumph. That's what we're speaking on tonight. The train of his triumph. T-R-A-I-N. And what this verse deals with in verse number 14. Paul is using a, a very much so Roman culturalistic statement in verse number 14. Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. What does that mean to triumph? And where does that word come from? Well, in this culture, when a Roman general had been victorious in battle, he was given a triumph. A triumph. And what it was was simply a triumphal procession. And when he returned from battle and entered the capital city, the roadway was strewn with flowers and strewn with luxury and added to this. Incense was burned so that the air would be filled with a lovely fragrance. And in this procession and behind the victorious general or commander were trophies of the battle in the form of captives. And that when the procession reached the capital or the destination, that some captives were even put to death and others were allowed to live so that, so that the, the glory of the commander would be even so much more exclaimed in that setting. So when we see the, what the apostle is saying here, Paul is saying that this great captain in general, the Lord Jesus Christ, has already triumphed over all of his enemies at Calvary. And has raised him from a victorious death. And in the triumphal procession that God gave Christ, Paul the captive... Which is how Paul recognized himself. Isn't that right, Brother Tim? He was sharing that in verse number 14, Thanks be unto God, which always causeth, causeth us to triumph in Christ. That is, Christ has already triumphed over every enemy. And that we are included in that victory that's in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that means whether you feel sad, whether you feel glad, whether you feel good or whether you feel bad, whether you're rich 
or whether you're poor, Jesus Christ has triumphed over every enemy. And he's included you in that victory. Let me make a statement or two about this and we'll go home. He's the author of this glory, of this triumph in Christ. Now this triumphant life that's mentioned in verse number 14 is impossible in your own strength. It's impossible. You can't get it done. Now listen, the men that I've, that I've come to know, back when I was younger and in my earlier Christian life, I would look at men and say, my, they would pray for an hour, two hours, three hours. Four hours would seek God's face. They would read the word of God in, in, in 30 days. Isn't that amazing? It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to, to accomplish reading the word of God in 30 days. Maybe there's some of you in here that has accomplished that. I'm fortunate to get it done in six months, in a year. And God help us if you, if you don't read a verse a day, but it gets in you. That's what God desires from us. For the word of God to get in here. And we outlive it. Instead of you racking up chapters and not even remembering the thing that was said in them. It'd be more beneficial for you to break down and let the Holy Spirit of God teach you what's in his word. Can I get a witness? Amen. But I would look at those men in my early Christian life and I would say, oh, if I can follow their pattern, then I'll get that. But what I missed was men that loved Jesus Christ, Brother Ron. They loved Jesus Christ and adored Jesus Christ and worshiped Jesus Christ and desired to speak with Him, desired to learn more of Him. And that will and that desire that was churning in them to know Christ, that's what drove them to prayer. And if you build your life around a legalistic set of standards, you are going to be the most miserable creature on the face of God's planet. But if you'll fall in love with Jesus Christ, you'll experience a victory like you've never known. Now, he's the author of it. And this triumphant life is impossible in your own strength because it is God who leads us. Verse number four, now thanks be unto God which always calls us, up to, us to triumph in Christ Jesus. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It is God that causeth us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It is because we think we are living, that we are capable of living victoriously by our own strength, that we fail so miserably. That's the reason we fail. Because we think we can live without Him. Oh, yes, if I'll just do this, do this, do this, then I'll be victorious. Oh, oh, honey, tonight, if you would see what Christ has done and focus on Christ and love Christ and see Christ, oh, we'll see how short we fall and how magnificent he is. He'll get the holiness in you. He'll clean you up. He'll make you walk circumspect, fall in love with Jesus. He's the author of it tonight. He is the author of victorious and triumphal living. We can contribute nothing to it 
What I meant to say was we can contribute nothing to it. He has already accomplished it. What's my responsibility? My responsibility is to submit to his grandeur and his beauty and his authority. Submit to him. Get out of the way. Don't get in the back seat. Get in the trunk. Don't put the sticker on your vehicle that says... Jesus is my co-pilot. Listen, he ain't your co-pilot. He runs the show. I'm not knocking you if you got that sign on your vehicle. And I ain't telling you to go buy a Joe Biden sticker. But what I am telling you is that he is no co-pilot. He runs this thing. And you can put confidence in that tonight. You can trust Him that every valley you go through was planned by Him. That every trial you face, He saw you coming out on the other end better for it and more like Christ. He knows where you're at. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And he will lead us through, church. Amen. He's the author of it. We can contribute nothing to it except our willingness to be his captive. Salvation in every tense, past, present, and future is all of grace. And it's all in Christ. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit that you're now made perfect by the flesh? Oh, tonight it's all Jesus. He's the author, author of it, firstly, of this triumph. He is the author of it. Let's notice, secondly, I've got five points, but I'm only going to be able to get to two tonight. If I can hit the next three next Wednesday night, that's what we'll do. But we notice the author of this triumph. We notice the nature of this triumph. This triumphant life is a participation in Christ's victory over it all. It's a participation. Notice the two vital words in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Are you with me? Say amen. The two vital words. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us, us to triumph. What? Say it with me. In Christ. God causes us to triumph by virtue of the fact that we are captives of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we are in Him. The triumph is His. It's He that reigned victorious over death, hell, and the grave. I didn't. Did you? Jesus is the victorious one. He's the one who got up on the third day. He's the one who paid the price from out in your sin. He's the one that gives that power, that dunamis, that energy code to live and breathe and act in his spirit. 
He is everything. You say, Jesus is the most important part of my life. I feel sorry for you tonight because according to Scripture, He is our life. And He is our victory. He is our grace. You wouldn't be breathing tonight without Him. You couldn't have made it through that valley that you just come through or that you're going through without Him. But He's with us all the way and He'll never leave us nor forsake us. There's nothing that you can bring before the presence of Jesus that He is not dominant over. Not one thing. He reigns victorious. And He invites us to participate in this reign. The author of it is Christ. The nature of it is that we participate in Christ's victories through Christ. I'm telling you, church, this is one verse of an entire Bible that's filled with this truth that I'm telling you about. And until we get our eyes off ourselves, until we're tired of our own struggling in the flesh, Until we've had enough of what Brother Jay can do. Listen, Murrayville doesn't need Brother Jay. Murrayville needs Jesus Christ. We've had enough of what men can do in the church culture in America. You've seen it. I've seen the marketers and the guys who know have got ministry figured out. Got pastoring figured out, got evangelism figured out, got mission works figured out. We've seen what men can do. We've seen what the flesh can do, Brother Ron. How about we give Jesus an opportunity? How about we give him a shot and just point these youngins to Jesus? And just point these sinners to Jesus? Brother Terry, we sing about Jesus. How about Brother Jay just preaches about Jesus? How about I go home and fellowship with Jesus? How about I just love Jesus and follow Jesus? About to have a shouting fit on a Wednesday night. I've been threatening one for four or five months. I'm about to let her rip on this crowd. Jesus, church. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You say, well, we, 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 we sure appreciate Jesus and all. And everything and everybody and all that. We appreciate Jesus. Yeah. We sure. Yeah. But, you know, we've got, we got this going on. What we got to do is this. And how we got to do it is this way. And what we go. Hey. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. He can build a church. Matter of fact, he said he would build a church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. On this rock, I will build my church. You can put confidence in that. Say, what's Brother Jay going to do to build the church? I ain't building it. Jesus is building the church. Get out of the way and let him have his will. 
Let Him be glorified. Let these hands be servants of Christ. This mouth be a mouthpiece for the Lord. These eyes be eyes for the Lord, ears for the Lord, a heart for the Lord, legs for the Lord, feet for the Lord. Let's let Jesus be formed in our members and glorify Him. And you watch out and see what He won't do. You watch out and see what He won't do. You say, Brother Jay, I needed an encouraging message tonight. I've got no one better for you than this one right here. One thing, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you went home tonight with this one name on your mind, Jesus Christ, I will have done my job. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Do you love him tonight? We'll dismiss with prayer. Father, thank you so much for your grace, for your mercy, for your goodness to us. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your church. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you. Father, I want to thank you that your name is precious, that your name is sweet, that your name is perfect. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your nature and who you are. Lord, I pray selfishly for, for me, Lord, tonight that you would forgive me for not loving the name of Jesus, not loving Jesus like I ought to. Forgive me for the distractions in my life. Forgive me, Lord, Father, for looking at any other thing save you. Lord, we remember when Peter got his eyes off you that he started sinking. And Lord, that's just like where we're at tonight we get our eyes off of you, we'll start sinking, Lord. But, oh, God, help us as a church to agree tonight on this one thing, that we will look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our, of our faith, the one in whom we are complete, Lord, the one, <laughs> the one you put your whole Godhead into. He is great, Lord. He is wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You are he, he, Lord, that we submit ourselves to. Build your church. Build your work. Help us just to get out of the way, Father, and just be sensitive to the Spirit and submit ourselves to you. And all glory be given to the Son of God. I pray for those that are here that are discouraged. By the consolation that is in Christ that you would comfort them on their bed tonight. I pray for those that have experienced loss and pain over the past days. That you would comfort those that are broken in body. Those that have tests coming up. Those that have concern. Those that are in this place and that will be here Sunday. The lost that will be here Sunday. Follow those that are viewing on live stream tonight. That Christ... That the Spirit of Christ, Lord, would reign preeminent. We love you, Lord. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for your Son. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for reality. And we will thank you for what you do leaving this place. For it's in Jesus' name we do humbly pray. And the church said...